Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome to Spiritual Queen's Badass Podcast. My name is Emma Mumford and I'm your host. I'm an award-winning blogger, YouTuber, life coach, badass entrepreneur, manifester, and author. My mission is to awaken and to inspire women to live their best lives now and to find their purpose in life. I do this through sharing the power of law of attraction and spirituality. I hope my podcast will inspire you to raise your game and to start living your best life today. Without further ado, let's get started with this week's episode. Hey guys and welcome back to another one of my Spiritual Queen's Badass podcast episodes. Thank you so much for joining me today. So today's topic has been inspired by quite a few conversations I've had recently, both in coaching sessions, on Instagram and what I've just kind of naturally felt called to talk about with you guys. So today's topic is how healing is not linear and that quote came from my good friend Hannah Wallace who um, kept repeating this to me like so many times I was like shut up it's not true (laughs) like I'm obviously not healed when actually now standing here I'm like yup wise words there from Hannah so we can all thank Hannah for that one of today's podcast topic but what has really kind of heightened this for me has been my kind of healing journey over you know over the last four years of being spiritually awakened um and particularly in the last year and you know just conversations that I've had with people where I'm like wow people need I get like I knew this but I guess I need to like talk about healing with people talk about the different types of healing um and the process of healing, like what it looks like and what actually the end result is. Because I know my end result looked different towards the actual truth and I know when clients come to me as well, they have exactly the same thought process I've had um, and equally the same, I was confused as actually, what is the end result? What, Where do I need to kind of be to judge or to look at it from, you know, a perspective of, hey, I, th- I think I've healed this. I think this is good. So my healing journey has looked well, I say healing journey, like, you know, there's not necessarily been a specific problem as such. Um, I would just say hashtag twin flame journey triggered a whole heap of things up for me. Um, And I guess my healing has looked more in terms of emotional side of things, of wounds from my childhood, um, and just wounds that I've kind of accumulated throughout adulthood of worthiness and things like that. So like, I'm not talking healing in terms of health, Um, you know, I'm very, very lucky that my health has always been very good. Um, and you know, the acne that I have suffered with, I've helped with, you know, visualization, obviously with appropriate medication from the doctors. Um, 
and obviously lifestyle changes as well. So the healing I'm kind of talking about, I wanna say is like spiritual healing um, in terms, and you know, I know from Hannah's point of view who kind of does, you know, have obviously very physical sim- um, symptoms, physical manifestations of illness um, and kind of the healing process, you know, she definitely says that it's exactly the same with physical illness as well. So. I obviously can't talk from that experience, but having conversations with her, she has kind of echoed that same healing is not linear kind of vibe. So I've done a lot, I guess, of what I've done a lot of self-development the last four years, as you guys can tell, that's um, hence what all my work's about. Um, So I've definitely gone along a journey, not necessarily to heal something in particular, but triggers and wounds, as I said, have come up along this journey. And obviously when I met my twin flame, to yeah over two years ago now um that triggered a whole other journey of inner healing um and going to the depths of my soul the shadow of my soul and healing all of this stuff and really facing you know shadow and I think again my shadow was something which we're very taught to fear that it's bad that it's you know, negative and like bad things will happen when actually facing my shadow and accepting my shadow was also part of my light, you know, yin and yang balance helped me massively to embrace my flaws, helps me massively to find compassion and forgiveness for myself, for, you know, for all areas of my life. Um, And knowing that our shadow can actually be positive and it's meant to be there. It's not necessarily meant to be a negative thing as long as we can witness it with grace and witness it in terms of righting our wrongs or like you know if we've done something wrong witnessing that and improving that but we all have a shadow and it's definitely not something to be feared and it's like the divine masculine the divine feminine you look at all these kind of yin and yangs in the world of summer winter all these kind of polarities that we have polarities and balance exist in the universe and we can't shame our shadow side and we definitely can't have our light without our shadow so yeah I think that was definitely a big kind of realization among my divine feminine work that I've done over the last year of really embracing that shadow and not shaming it not judging it and actually just working through the blocks and wounds that needed to be worked through um and looking at it constructively of you know what's ego what do I actually need to heal and work upon what can I do better next time and how can I heal this thought how can I heal this reaction or action etc and then I've you know done some practical things which I spoke about in my um spiritual healing podcast episode of like going to gong baths deep meditation practices past life regressions and again it's not necessarily been to heal anything or with an end goal it has just been things have come up and I've you know practically wanted to work through them I've practically wanted to feel better or to to heal this so I haven't got that pain within me or you know emotional trauma within me etc EFT as well I'm, I'm actually trading currently to be an EFT practitioner and qualifying so I just like oh yeah that's healing as well that's another form of healing I've done um which is really really good for releasing um it's called emotional freedom technique and it's really good for releasing 
any kind of blockages in energy, in your meridian points in your body. Um, and it's really, oh my God, it's just amazing. Like go try it, it's amazing. Um, so I'm not gonna be creating videos myself personally on this. I'm gonna be doing it in my coaching sessions and at my events and things. And you know, just when it's appropriate, I might, I might do a YouTube video, who even knows? But the king of EFT, Brad Yates, is a great person to follow on YouTube. So check out his videos. Um, he has got thousands, thousands. So yeah, I've kind of done these like practical ways of healing as well. But I definitely think that over the last year, I've definitely gone through quite a big shift in healing, very energy based. I think just very up leveling based. And I think as a collective, we've had that a lot. I've seen it within people. I've obviously read like energy updates and I don't think it's just me who's gone through this. I feel as a collective, we've all massively gone through a, a humongous shift. Um, kind of, you know, up leveling, upgrading, having downloads, um, and just, you know, healing those things which we probably wouldn't have healed before, you know, whether it's anger, wounds, triggering, etc. And what I came to realise along this journey was that actually all those times that I was, you know, doing this work, you know, doing the work, showing up, really like, you know, taking practical action or practices to heal this stuff, that sometimes it could feel like I was going backwards afterwards. And this is the first thing I want to bring up because I had a coaching session a couple of weeks ago with a lovely, lovely lady and she'd gone and done some deep healing and then completely ha had a freak out afterwards. Now I know this well, and she had no idea what was happening. She thought she was going backwards. She thought it hadn't worked. She said all of this stuff. And I was like, oh my God, I just wish you had have emailed me. I literally would have told you it's called a spiritual crisis. It's a healing crisis. And again, Hannah was the one who brought this to my attention. So after I had my first Reiki session um, at the beginning of this year, so I am qualified in Reiki and I'd had Reiki done, God, years ago. So my first kind of recent session and it was a very intense session where a lot came up and yeah, just a lot to process. And afterwards, like I felt fine, you know, coming out of the place and walking home, I felt fine. And then the next 72 hours were hell. Literally, I was crying just at spontaneous moments. I was having all these dark thoughts. I was like, oh, it was awful. Like I literally thought I'm broken. <laughs> like they haven't fixed me, I'm broken. Like I'm worse than I was before what has happened. And like, thank God. God, Hannah knew what this was. And she was like, no, it's called a healing crisis. You know, it can happen up to 72 hours after you go through deep energy work. Um, and it's, you know, it's where this energy is releasing. So you remember like Reiki, EFT, gong baths, all of this is like energy release. It's removing those negative energies from us or like limiting beliefs or whatever it may be. So we are gonna have like kind of an after effect where that is releasing from us. So they do only really last up to 72 hours, but I just felt it was really important to share that because obviously now I can recognize those things, but whereas before, if I hadn't have had my friend to kind of identify that for me, I, I would have literally probably sat in a very bad place for a while thinking, oh shit, what did I do wrong? Like, you know, it didn't work. And it's not that you've done anything wrong. That's what I really want to stress here. A healing crisis is simply just a reaction to big, you know, you're shifting that energy in your body. Think about Reiki, it's shifted and moved energy. So there is gonna be like a kind of, you know, 
a period where everything's integrating, where you're processing things and where things are releasing. So if you do go to Reiki, gong baths or, you know, any kind of like deep spiritual thing, even meditations, you know, if they're deep enough and kind of powerful enough, you know, you can kind of feel like you're going backwards for those kind of 72 hours afterwards. So Personally, my best advice and the advice I've had from kind of people I've worked with is don't judge anything until after 72 hours. Like leave the 72 hours, allow yourself to process things. You know, if things come up, journal it, deal with it appropriately with your usual kind of tools and methods, but don't judge it. Don't think that's there to stay. Just allow yourself, allow it to flow through you. That's the most important thing. Don't freak out and shame it or whatever or suppress it allow it to flow through you and the best way to do this is like get up and move do some dancing do some running some walking whatever feels good to you the way to pass this energy through you quickly is to literally get active like do stuff don't sit around feeling sorry for yourself but if you need to rest equally healing crisis can actually make you feel really tired because obviously again it's energy shifting and removing Um, and I always notice when I do a lot of healing I will need to nap afterwards like I will need to nap there is no negotiation Emma has to nap (laughs) otherwise I just can't function and I just get grumpy so um yeah you may find that you're tired you may feel sick oh yeah I've had feeling sick before that wasn't too great um or like I said you may just have those kind of like negative limiting beliefs come back or you may just think like oh my god I'm such a negative person all of a sudden or this is like bad this is like gone backwards so trust in that allow those 72 hours to to pass and if you are still feeling things then address it appropriately with the person you've gone to or then think okay what is this bringing up how can I how can I work on this more because obviously healing is not you know and I read this amazing quote once which was you know like a healer is not someone who like fixes the problem as such you know they don't just magically fix you healing and especially these kind of deep spiritual practices are actually just the kind of can openers as such um to kind of unlock what needs to come up for you so when it does come up which is the you know the healing crisis um where you feel triggered afterwards you feel like you've gone backwards that is your opportunity to then heal it that is your opportunity to change that thought pattern is then your opportunity to shift it so a lot of people think when they go to these healing things that like the practice itself the meditation or whatever is what the healing part is Yes, there may be healing aspects to it, whether it's sound healing, Reiki, whatever, but equally, it's simply just the can opener to get the issue or energy up to the surface. This is why it feels like you're going backwards and then you do you, you need to deal with it appropriately. So I always feel like an aftercare is definitely needed, but is definitely not always provided in the industry. Um, and I'm hoping that this podcast can be that kind of aftercare of what to expect, you know, just letting you know that things like this are normal and, you know, how to deal with it practically. So sometimes using your, you know, these practical tools of like EFT and journaling and, uh, you know, whatever works for you afterwards, you know, they may seem simple, you may have done them a million times, but actually they can still be just as powerful. Um, and, and you know, you're, you're doing something, you're taking action to move this through you and to work with this essentially. So this moves me on to feeling like things get worse before they get better. And I've heard this so many times, um, you know, when I went to counselling, God, five, six years ago when I had depression, even longer, I think it was actually, um, 
it definitely felt like a plaster had been ripped off. And I get this a lot with, I see it in my coaching sessions, I hear it from people who have gone to counsellors. After the first session, shit hits the fan. Not always, but quite a lot of the time, shit hits the fan. Um, And I've seen it with really unspiritual people as well, like the most like standard people you'll ever meet unawakened. They'll go to a counselling session and be like, it's made me worse. And I'm like, that's good. And they're like, what? I'm never going again. Like, that was terrible. Um, And the important thing is to obviously get it right, to work with the right person. So I want to stress that, that sometimes like if you don't vibe the person or you're not quite vibing it, that's different. Like, you know, if you feel intuitively that you wanna stick it out for a couple of sessions and see if you vibe with that person better next time, yeah, do that. But you know, it's important to identify here whether it's you're not connecting with the person, you're not vibing with them, or whether it's actually that you're just feeling triggered as fuck. (laughs) and you're hiding and being like, no, I can't possibly talk about my feelings. I can't possibly bring this up. So I'm just gonna blame you and run. Um, You know, identify that, witness that here of which one it is. But I've noticed this, I've, I've heard it, and especially in my coaching sessions, if I've done some like real deep work with someone, like they will run and hide for a bit. And that's fine. Like fully do that because we all need to retreat sometimes and I think that's really important with healing um whether it's physical or emotional healing allow yourself the time you need because sometimes when I do something like really deep meditation wise or I'm really working on quite quite a triggering wound I will retreat I won't want to talk to people I won't want to talk about the issue no, and you know that's obviously because I have talked about it previously I'll be doing that kind of internal work and that kind of processing time so I definitely talk about things but I will deal with it you know in in the best way possible and for me that sometimes is retreating is kind of going into my kind of divine feminine snug place in my duvet and just processing just not even necessarily thinking, just processing. So really do allow yourself that time because again, like this is why hopefully a lot of, you know, healing healing practitioners out there do suggest kind of, you know, a good amount of time between sessions because, you know, I've done some kind of meditation practices with people you know, and they're always saying, you know, you've got to leave time in between these. We can't just come back and do it in a couple of days. Like, leave a good week, let it process, let it integrate. And as I kind of gone down that journey, I realised it was very true. And that actually, by leaving, you know, a good amount of time, a couple of months between Reiki sessions, or, you know, six months between gong baths, like, I'm very intuitively led. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. 
A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. So definitely with like meditations and stuff and kind of past life regressions, like I do feel the importance of giving it time because lessons need to integrate, downloads need to integrate. Um, and obviously you need time to actually work on what's come up for you rather than just being like, great, that session, you know, that meditation felt good or whatever next when it's like, actually really the wound's gonna come up afterwards as we've kind of discussed here. So it's really about honoring that space, letting it integrate and processing it in a way where it does, you know, it does feel better and it does reach a place where you feel peace and calm. So let stuff integrate absolutely um, because it's so important Um, and I literally feel like I'm Hannah (laughs) during this podcast because like everything I'm saying I'm like Hannah's told me this so (laughs) you can thank her for this. So the next kind of aspect I want to get onto with healing is not linear is we've spoken about feeling like you can be going backwards and like I said, that can be the healing crisis, that can be the can opener as such of everything coming to the surface. And this is why it's so important to address it appropriately. Like I said, go to your toolbox, use it, whether it's meditation, EFT, journaling, um, you know, whatever practices help you to feel relief and help you to, to, you know, feel better, use your toolkit, read your favourite self-help book, watch you know watch your favorite talks on youtube or podcasts you know whatever works for you make sure you're doing that and actively doing it and be gentle on yourself healing is about being very compassionate to yourself as well of not shaming anything that comes up not judging anything and really just allowing the process to happen healing is very much allowing and flowing um and letting it kind of play out how it how it needs to while taking you know appropriate responsibility for what comes up it's not about ignoring stuff it's not about feeling like we're going backwards and shaming that it's actually about witnessing where we are um and it moves through think about it like think about anything you've healed in your life before it moves through eventually and it does shift it's just sometimes we can feel like we're going backwards before we're going forwards but we're always moving forwards that is the important thing to stress it like we're always moving forward but this is why I say healing is not linear and this moves me on to when things come back for us and what our healing rate is or what healing should look like because I think I had in my head and you know let me know if you think differently that we should go do these practices go do these tools then boom the problem never comes up again and I realized with a lot of limiting beliefs a lot of clients I've worked with and a lot of things I've witnessed in myself with healing that it's not that the thoughts go away and this is very true and I guess I kept this in me for a while because I thought shit I'm not healed I'm not healed oh my god I need to go back and do more healing I'm having these thoughts again Ah! and I literally was like 
I'm not healed. <laughs> but then I didn't feel I could talk to anybody about it because I just thought they're gonna think I'm an idiot. Like I'm a life coach, I'm like, you know, do all my work and these thoughts have not gone. Like I'm a failure. And I had all that, you know, that internal shaming. When actually what I learned from working with people and like addressing my own limiting beliefs and thoughts and, you know, negativity, whatever, or the triggers when they came up was that actually this isn't about removing the thought altogether. So with beliefs, feelings, trauma, we can neutralize that absolutely with, you know, all the practices I've kind of mentioned in this podcast. But the thoughts and the thoughts of what I wanna focus on here. So with trauma, for example, with emotions that arise when you think about a certain event or trauma that's happened to you or PTSD or whatever, when that comes up, because it will, and you know, I've I've recently actually been speaking about PTSD because I've never even shared this on my channels before, but I was actually involved in the 2004 tsunami. I was in the Maldives at the time. So luckily, like praise the Lord, we were actually in a really good spot. It was definitely not as bad as what you saw in Thailand, but obviously there were moments where we thought we were gonna die and I was like submerged underwater. And from that, I have carried a crippling fear of the ocean. And as I got older, it, it, you know, it was never addressed. We never went to counselors. Like I don't ever remember getting support for that as a child. I mean, I was 11 at the time. Um, but yeah, I don't remember ever having support or counseling or anything for that. So my whole, and it was actually only when I got anxiety when I was 18. So my whole life, 11 to 18, I was fine. I just somehow, I guess, suppressed this shit. And then when I turned 18 and had anxiety, I then had this crippling fear of the sea come up and water and I couldn't go in swimming pools. I couldn't be, I could be in the shower and baths, that was fine, but pools and oceans were a no-go for me. And I always felt uneasy when I sat at the beach. And again, I guess I just had no way to deal with this. Um, So it was only recently actually talking to my friend where he was like, you realise you have PTSD, right? And I was like, no, that's not me. Because I guess I always expected PTSD to be traumatic or do you know what I mean to be like have crippling flashbacks and I've never had that like I can be at peace with it and it was just something I dealt with but equally I don't want it to you know affect my life or affect when I have children like I want to be in the sea I want to feel comfortable I love the sea so it's something I've been working on the last few years but especially what you know what I've kind of noticed with my comeback rate in terms of that for example is when I think back to that event, you feel neutral. That's how you know the healing process is working in terms of events or traumatic, you know, traumatic aspects. In terms of emotions and limiting beliefs and thoughts, again, it's where those thoughts come up. And I think we bash ourselves for that. I think if we have those thoughts, we're like, oh my God, we've gone backwards. We've not healed. Ah!" And the best advice I was given is take it as feedback every thought that comes up, because those thoughts will come up, and I guarantee you, I've done a lot of work (laughs) over the last four years, and limiting beliefs still come up. Not as often, and I think that's something to witness here, is you can, obviously, over time with, you know, all the work we've said here, reduce how often those thoughts come up, but they will come up every now and again, and it is feedback. It's feedback from our ego and feedback from our soul. Feedback from the universe, whatever you want to call it, and just take it as that. And I think, you know, I'm the first person who used to bash them, like, 
get out my head thoughts. I am healed. I have healed you. Like, get out my head. I am not here for this. I will not think about this. And then we all know what happens when we do that. We think about it more and more and more. And then I got into this spiral of, I am not healed. But what I was able to witness in those moments is where I felt triggered again. So where I then needed to do more work because I still maybe felt triggered by it. So then I would get to a point where when the thoughts would come up, I'd be like, okay, I feel neutral. I have this thought, like let's let's use an example of like not feeling worthy of love. So, okay, that thought has come up. I see you, I witness you and it's not gonna shake me. I feel okay. This is, you know, fine. And when we allow those thoughts to come into our head instead of bashing, instead of pushing or being like, get out, get out we allow it to pass through us so much quicker. And actually witnessing the thought and just seeing it for what it is, it's just a thought. It doesn't have any energy behind it. As long as it is not triggering you, that's how you know healing has occurred. That you can look this thought or fear or whatever it may be in the eyes and say, I see you, I witness you, and you're a thought but I'm not gonna let you affect me and I send you on your way, thank you. And see it as the feedback, see it as the confirmation of the healing has occurred because you've noticed your comeback rate. And this is what I say to my clients, your healing is not based on like the thought coming up or not, because let's be real, there will be times in our lives where it will come up. And it may be often, it may get, you know, more kind of sporadic as you kind of go through it or move through it and heal it. But we can't say never because this is our subconscious, this is our ego. Oh my God, they love to put thoughts in our heads. And your your rate of healing should be measured by your comeback rate. That's what I always say to my clients and I work with, of we're working with your comeback rate here, of when this thought comes up, we're looking at how you react to it each time. If it's triggering, we need to do more work. If you feel neutral to it and you feel okay and you're able to look it in the eyes and say, I see you for what you are, you're just a thought. Thank you for the feedback, but I send you on your way. You know you're good. (laughs) You know that you're in a good place. And this is where this whole healing is not linear comes in of sometimes we feel like we've really healed something and we get that comeback rate feedback and we feel good. And we're like, great, this is amazing. I'm able to look at this peacefully, calmly, and I feel neutral. Yes. But a year down the line, for instance, another situation could arise, which could trigger that wound again. And we may need to rework on it. So this is where healing is not linear of It's all just feedback. And it's important that you take the feedback on board so that you can action it appropriately. And it's not beating yourself up. That's what I wanna say here. Like, don't beat yourself up for it not being linear. That's life. (laughs) I did not create this. You did not create this. The universe did. So knowing that it's not linear, like with a lot of things in life, um, can just allow you to be present and just say, okay, how am I feeling today? And use the emotional scale by Esther and Jerry Hicks. Best thing I ever came across because again, I hear it all the time from people who have like read the traditional law of attraction text videos, whatever, or, you know, they've come to me and they're like, I'm gabbing blocks. Um, I see it in the terms of they're bashing their thoughts. They're like bashing their shadow self. They're like being like, I must think positive thoughts or bad things are gonna happen. You know, someone on YouTube told me that or whatever, like 
a book told me that and you think that's not the case when we are bashing and suppressing these thoughts and faking it (laughs) that's the operative word here the universe knows different the universe is bringing this up as feedback for it to be released so when things come up you're not going backwards you're moving forward is allowing whatever needs to come up to come up and flowing through that allowing it to come through and flowing and allow it to you know go through your body and process and you know take action where appropriate it's allowing yourself to just be to just be and the emotional scale is really important here because you can use it to witness where you're at so you can say right if today I'm feeling triggered as hell, like, oh my God, this is the end of the world, I cannot cope, you're probably gonna be at a zero. And, you know, definitely do some research on the different steps of the emotional scale because it's definitely important. And you may be at a zero and it's good to witness that because we can work from that place. And what it's saying is that, you know, if we use that fake it till we make it method, which a lot of people use in law of attraction, I would never, ever, ever recommend doing because the universe knows your freaking vibes. It can tell when you're faking it Um, and our vibes need to be genuine and authentic. Otherwise, you're not gonna manifest what you want and you're not gonna feel good because you're not actually working through the block. And this is the key with manifestation. When you make a desire or you put a desire out there you've got to clear the shit in the way to the manifestation and this is where the healing comes in this is where the triggers and limiting beliefs come in and we have to clear that so if you're not addressing that and you were ignoring it yeah you're not getting closer (laughs) you're getting further away from what where you want to be and what you desire so you cannot fake this and this is why the emotional scale is really good because you can witness where you're at and work from that place so the emotional scale would say you know if people are bullshitting or trying to fake it till they make it they may be at a zero and then they'll do some tapping they'll like think positive thoughts say some affirmations and pretend like the whole world is amazing um and then they'll feel like an eight or a nine so they'll go along with their day like yes that worked i'm an eight or a nine and then they will drop straight back down to zero because it is not sustainable you've gone from a zero to an eight that is not sustainable so then they think shit why am i back at this place well let me answer it for you you're not addressing your issues (laughs) so you can see here by actually addressing it staring it in the face working with this, letting it flow through, you are able to build up to a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, naturally. And as you, you know, as it feels good to you to work through each stage, so that when you get to your eight, nine, tens, it's stable. It is sustainable. It is real and it is authentic. So use that emotional scale definitely. And I hope this podcast has just given you some... I guess advice and how actually healing is just really not linear it's really not and really don't judge it on you know the thoughts coming up or the fears coming up whatever use your comeback rates and your neutrality to the thoughts to the event whatever use that as your scale and don't beat yourself up if it comes back up you know I've had wounds that I thought I healed with my exes and then as soon as my twin flame twin flame journey came in boom it all came up again I was like oh obviously didn't heal that when I, I did at that time but you know it's a new layer and you know a lot of healing is peeling through these layers you know unlayering all these wounds and 
I know of past lives and I, you know, if you guys have done past life regressions, you'll connect with this as well. A lot of it is layers and a lot of it is like stripping back the layers one by one, things coming up, maybe things repeating coming up, but eventually you get to a place where it clears and I can promise you that I am through the other end and I promise you that it does definitely clear. But, you know, it's not a case of you have to keep healing yourself and keep doing these things, keep going to Reiki, keep doing, you know, paying people money to heal, like, Remember, these people are can openers. I'm even a can opener for you. You know, I've given you the tools and the can opening today and you're gonna go away from this podcast and then it's up to you how you deal with the contents of what's coming out of your can now. So that's where these tools and practices come in to be able to deal with that. So the healing, you know, whatever it may be, whatever you've done to open the can is the start you are the person who then has to follow through with it afterwards. So it can feel like you're going backwards, but just remember, it's just what needs to come up is coming up. And it's good that it is coming up because you don't want that stored in you. That's killing your vibe, queen. So deal with it appropriately, allow it to flow through you, use the emotional scale, don't fake your vibes, and just know that healing is not linear. Use your comeback rate as your indication of how well, or not even how well, but like, you know, is it moving through you? Are you addressing it? And are, is your comeback rate getting quicker and quicker? And are you able to feel more neutral and untriggered when that thought, when that event, whatever comes up for you? So I hope this podcast episode has helped you guys. Please let me know your thoughts in my Law of Attraction support group. I would love to hear your thoughts. And of course, it's a free group. So please come and join. Um, The link will be down below, but it's Law of Attraction support group over on Facebook. And you can join myself and other like-minded souls where we talk all things Law of Attraction and spirituality. So thank you so much guys for listening to my podcast episode. I appreciate all your views and listens. Don't forget to subscribe if you're new here because I would love, love to see you again soon. And if you want to find out any more information about myself or anything I do, you can find it all over on my website at emmamumford.co.uk. So I hope you have a fantastic week, whatever you are up to, and I'll see you in my next podcast episode, which will be next week. Lots of love, guys. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.